Hey everybody, welcome to episode 53 of Two Views Movies Podcast. What's up everybody, welcome back to Two Views Movies Podcast, a spoiler-filled podcast by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And today's episode is about Ken. Something we we previewed before, and I think we had some reservations going into it. And I don't know; it'd be interesting to talk through it because I I kind of know where I landed, and I think I might know where you landed. But I don't know; these these kinds of movies are always always tricky. I think. Yeah, and in the preview, I said it. Uh, this movie would live and die by the people that were chasing him, the aliens or the yeah. future people, right? And uh, I think that stands true. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm also not sure how to interpret that comment either. Okay, so if you didn't listen to the preview or you haven't seen the trailer, um, the blurb that they give us is not ever going to help us. I always find it amazing with these blurbs that we read that the movies that I feel need a decent amount of explanation give you one sentence, and the movies that need no explanation give you an entire paragraph. Right. I, I'll never understand this, but the blurb that they give you at, is... An ex-convict and his brother are forced on the run by a vengeful criminal. No, no mention I mean, of yeah, no alien guns. <laughs> right. Yeah, nothing. I mean, it, that does happen. Yeah, that's true. But it, it completely negates a lot of <laughs> what was sold in the trailers. Maybe not what was in the movie, but we'll get to that. It was directed by Jonathan and Josh Baker, who the last I could tell had not really done anything except a short film before this. Yeah, next to nothing. Yeah. Uh, it's got Miles Truett, who is Elijah in this movie, which I, they said introducing Miles Truett in the credits. So I assume, I didn't go look at his filmography. I assume this is either his first role or his first big role, I would assume. It's clearly his first leading role. Yeah. It's also got Jack Rayner, who plays his big brother, Dennis Quaid, who plays his dad, Zoe Kravitz, who plays a stripper, and James Franco, who plays a hipster gangster. Yes. That about rounds it out, I think. Basically his same role from... Spring Breakers. And I have not seen that, so I, I can't <laughs> attest to that. But he's got a stupid hipster haircut that looks straight out of um, a Neil Blomkamp movie, like <laughs> District 9 or yeah. Elysium, one of those. But, I, you know, that's James Franco. He's always popping up in weird, random movies, so this was no no surprise. So with this, I, I think you and I, I didn't go back and listen to our preview, but I think we knew what we were going to get. I think it was just a matter of like the math, right? Like the percentages. Right. Yes. The worry was they're selling you on two things, really a family drama and a sci-fi. And you don't know which way those scales are going to tip, which way that ratio is going to turn out. If you're, if you're looking forward to one, you have a chance to be disappointed. If you're looking forward to the other, maybe you get lucky and that's what you wanted and you're all good. Yeah. So to jump right to it, I guess, this was very light on the sci-fi. Well, it's even billed on uh, IMDb as action sci-fi. And, well, and neither of those are really very true. Right. And it's it's not at all. Yeah. I mean, you have a, a touch of action. Yeah, you have a few confrontations here and there. But I wouldn't, not to justify action. No. even when they're quote-unquote on the run, they're not running, running. Right. I mean, <laughs> there's really only a couple of confrontations. Like, there's three. Because you, you really can't count... 
him shooting haystacks with a gun as a confrontation. <laughs> you know, so I mean, there's only a couple of times where there's ever anything in this movie coming to a head. In fact, most of the movie feels like any time that there's going to be a confrontation, it tries its hardest to get away from it. Yeah. So that was really disappointing because it's almost like there's no conflict in the movie. And there's a few scenes of conflict, but like there's no overall like good versus bad. You know, what do you want to have happen? You just, you're kind of along for the ride without any real rooting interest in the whole thing. Yeah. And especially if you saw a trailer coming in, you're seeing, you want this movie. I think the people that go to this movie are going to see this kid who finds an alien gun. Yeah. And because that is interesting, right? Right. It's like, okay, he finds this alien gun. Not not only is James Franco chasing him, but so is the alien future people, whatever, right. that left the gun. You know, and so that's that's where you think this movie is. So we're gonna see a lot of that type of stuff. Right. And we don't we don't get that at all. Yeah, because it's not that you can't like family dramas, it's just that we've all seen family dramas. The the element that we have not seen is okay. What happens when you introduce this random alien gun and people chasing that into the family drama? Like what does that dynamic produce? And and I think it's all about expectations. Yeah. And when you're just, you're just waiting for this other element to, to show up and it doesn't, you're like, wait, how is this even going to fit in? And so you're right. Your mind's kind of wandering. And you're right. It is really weird though, because the movie leads with, the future people or whatever having a conflict in that building where he's going to eventually find the gun. And they're all dead. Yeah, and he he actually finds the gun fairly quickly in the movie. And finds all their bodies. Yeah, but does nothing with it for I don't know how long. Like Maybe he turns it on or something, but... He he turns it on and then... He leaves it. Yeah. He didn't even take it with him the first time he found it. Right. So it's really weird because, you know, one of our complaints is always like, if you know what the premise of the movie is, like get to it. Like don't spend forty five minutes of an hour and a half runtime waiting to get to the gun. And they kind of they didn't do that. They spent forty five minutes before the gun actually does anything, which is almost just as bad. Right. Yeah, you're right. It's the bill of goods that you're sold in the trailer. Here we are. We're gonna rip on trailer guy again. He did his job. He got butts <laughs> he, in the seat. He got butts in the seats. And unfortunately, it, it just skews more towards family drama. Which again, if so one of the things I kind of thought well, when I... Oh, oh, hold on. Before you get off Trailer Guy, would you have liked him to have... Because it's very easily done to put a movie together about this movie without the gun in it at all. Yeah. And you would have liked to have been sold family drama between, you know, adopted son, you know, an older brother guy out of prison, James Franco's chasing him, and then you get to the theater and all of a sudden there's an alien gun? Oh, yeah. I think in I think in hindsight, I mean, don't you? Yeah, I mean, yeah you, we always want to be. Wait, you're like, wait, what? Right, we always want to be surprised in movies, yeah. as opposed to let down. Right. So in this case, I'm kind of let down. Whereas, yeah, because you know me, I've always kind of been obsessed with the idea that you could fool people, like in yeah. a trailer. Right. I've, I have no idea how it ever produced the movie, but that you sell them a bill of goods and then just completely pull the rug out from underneath them, and I. I guess that's kind of what happens in this scenario, but not to good effect, right? Like you're selling right. me a bill of goods and you're pulling the rug out from under me to give me a the standard movie that I could pull up on Amazon Prime any day of the week and watch, as opposed to walking in and being like, whoa, I thought this was just about two brothers, you know, one got out of jail, but where the hell did this alien gun come from? <laughs> yeah. I mean, think about that. If you'd cut that trailer to be just a family drama, and again, the problem is nobody probably goes and sees that. Yeah, because the the biggest star power you have is Dennis Quaid, yeah. and then eventually you get Zoe Kravitz. 
But do you think word of mouth would go around? Like if they never put that in the trailer and it introduced that. No, because they didn't capitalize on it as well as they could have. Agreed. So, but so do, ha- had they had they kept all the all the things in there and then introduced the gun and then gone to where we think second movie is going sure you know, halfway through yeah uh, then i think you would have more buzz and more i agree with that but do you think it would have gotten a fair amount of buzz just for the fact that it came out of left field so maybe people yeah it may not have done like we don't think it did a whole lot with it because we were expecting a lot more but maybe if it was presented as a family drama and they just sprinkled in the sci-fi would people then be like whoa like that was so crazy i never expected that to happen i don't know it'd yeah. be interesting to know I mean, at this point, I would go the other way. Like you said, I, I would, I would not only would I rather have been presented like that, I'm actually, after I sat back and thought about it, I kind of just wish it didn't have any sci-fi in it because I think they could have made a really kind of interesting thriller family drama by just focusing on James Franco and how he was terrorizing this family and uh, mm-hmm. them trying to get away from him. I think there's a a decent movie there without any sci-fi aspects. And even the scenes that the kid has the gun, you could give him a shotgun. Yeah, exactly. And then, I mean, criminals are going to stop when you're aiming a shotgun at him too. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, he may not be blowing the pool table through the wall, but yeah. they're, they're going to stop and, you know, he saves his brother and, you know, then they get away. Yes. <laughs> you, know, you had the same scenes. Yeah, exactly. So I think in, in the end, that's kind of where I landed. I think in, when I put my review on letterbox was like, just take it all out. Just take the sci-fi out. If this is what you wanted to do, if this was your vision, and let's assume that they they feel like they got their vision 100% right, if that was really your vision, yeah, yeah. just just make it an, an interesting family drama and really let James Franco go crazy and let him terrorize the family as they try and get away and yeah, get, move on. Get, get more James Franco. Yeah. And, uh, and let him... Yeah, you're right. Well, Absolutely. So the other thing that is a problem with the way the movie was made now and would also be a problem if they went the total family drama way is the older brother is completely a piece of crap. I mean, totally a piece of crap. He's not redeemable in any way. You don't really root for that guy. What what good did he do from start to finish in that movie? I wouldn't say he's irredeemable. Well, they don't present anything to you in the movie that makes you feel redeemable, like you want him to be redeemed. Yeah, and that's that's my one of my main criticisms of this movie is it is leaning on the brother relationship, brother to brother relationship, but they didn't get to where you you really felt for right. anybody, and not not the kid, not Dennis Quaid, not not anybody. So that and I think that's the you know first time directors you you don't you can't get to that feels part of it. Right. And, my, and my wife who cries in every movie didn't in here. Yeah. You know, so, and, and so that's, that's our litmus test. Yes. I mean, she cried three times in guardians of the galaxy, you know? And so it, 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 to, to not even nothing when Dennis Quaid dies or, right. or you know, anything or when they, they don't want to talk to each other or they're fighting nothing, yeah. you know, it's that it, it's in the story. You could have had a story. It played those parts up and whether that's better actors or better dialogue, whatever, you could have done that. Yeah. And I think that's where it, where you would have felt for this guy, this ex-con. I, I think they tried to get you there. I just don't think it was directed well enough to get to that point. Yeah, I think that's true. I also think that beyond the directing, the script did it no favors. Like he's been in jail for six or seven years, so he clearly doesn't know his brother very well. Right. Yeah. It, he's, he admits to what he does. It's not like they, 
made him wrongfully jailed. Right. Like he was a criminal. He mm-hmm. got busted. And then he comes out and he had protection by James Franco in jail. So now he owes James Franco $60,000 and James Franco's calling for it. And he decides that his dad's not going to give it to him because Dennis Quaid says no. So he right. robs his dad. And in the process, his dad's company. Yeah. yeah. In the process, his dad gets shot and killed. And then he lies to his little brother about it and takes him across country without telling him what's going on and then takes his 14-year-old brother to strip clubs. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what did the guy do at any point in the movie besides try to show that he cared for Elijah? Which, did he really, if he's not telling him that his dad died? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's I think part of that was him protecting his little brother sure. know, from it and, and trying to, okay, at a good time, yeah. you know, what we'll talk about. But right now, we need to get the heck out of here. Right. Like, the and... only nice thing I can think of is he bought him some chucks. I don't even think he, he bought them. They're, they're old chucks. They're, they're old chucks. I mean, yeah. he, but, you know, it's like he was bonding with, with his little brother that he did, He felt was a replacement him, so he didn't like him at first, but then they, you know, and that's what this movie is, is a brother bonding movie Yeah, above everything else. Right. And we didn't really get, you need to tug at the, the heartstrings yeah. in a brother bonding movie um, to, to make it withstanding i think you have to care long lasting i guess is what i'm sure i think like i think you care about elijah like you want good things to happen to elijah but like i just genuinely didn't like the brother as a character not as an actor but just like you weren't rooting for him you were rooting for elijah see i was hoping they wouldn't do the the brother's an idiot and so they didn't play on that a lot. And so I'm glad they didn't to where everything he does is the wrong move. And he's going to give the gun to James Franco because he'll oh, forgive my debt, you know, stealing it from Elijah right. and giving you hope <laughs> that I hope they don't do that, but he, he didn't do any of that stupid stuff. No. And so I'm glad they didn't go that route. Right. But cause then he would have been like just dumb and unredeemable right yeah there's always that one kid well you know take this gun instead and we're both free and right you just gave the gun to a murderer you right know, and <laughs> yeah and it was a lot it was your brother's gun you know and <laughs> right. so i'm i'm glad they didn't do that but yes they did not make you feel and that's that's the main part yeah. of this movie i completely agree with you i mean and that goes to dennis quaid as well right like nothing about any of the relationships and, and even in we'll extend that even into zoe kravitz Mm-hmm. Like none of the lines that you draw between any of the characters, whichever lines you want to draw has any kind of feeling. In fact, I would say the only feeling in the entire movie is between James Franco and his brother who gets killed during the heist when they're trying to steal like the money from Dennis Quaid. Right. Cause then he, he gets all upset and he tells a story about how his brother, um, uh, something about like cassette tape player that his brother had and has a funeral. Yeah. yeah. And he had like a funeral pyre for him. So like, <laughs> the only emotion that you're giving anybody in this movie or connection, I should say, is James Franco, the bad guy. Right. Just and, weird. Yeah, and that's very un-Dennis Quaid as well. Yeah, Dennis Quaid's pretty good at getting you emotionally invested in just about everything that he does. From, yeah. From the rookie to, you know, he, he has that ability, but they made him a gruff. Oh, yeah, very gruff. And, and whether it was, you almost felt for Dennis Quaid, Later on, when the kid was quoting him, you know, you kind of remember that, but but nothing from what they gave him. Yeah. Like when he was killed, I just didn't want Dennis Quaid to die. Just because I'm a Dennis (laughs) Quaid fan, but the character itself, you know, yeah. He he was, uh, he kicked his own son out, you know, you know, he wouldn't give him any money. You wanted to like that he was standing on his principles, 
but you also he just disowned his own son and you don't have enough backstory to to care yeah it felt like everybody or all the relationships in this movie were at arm's length Mm -hmm. and it's not like it's one of those movies where you can like sense the distrust or you know you're like oh i can see why they're kind of keeping each other at bay because they're playing it just no it just felt like Everybody was in their own little shells in this movie. The writing didn't do anything to bring them out and show any kind of relationship to anybody. I did like the Zoe and the Miles relationship. Uh huh. Um, so she's a stripper and he's a fourteen-year-old kid. Yeah. You know. Right. And, and so, so that's kind of kind of weird. But they had a, a some good back and forth uh, of telling each other what you know their backstories. Kind, sure. Kind of. And then. When he was being hauled off to the police, he gave her the, you know, the, the peace sign, you know, yeah. it was, that was every relationship in her, her life was, you know, deuces, you know, and he gave her that. And so you kind of felt for that. And I was, I was surprised they actually brought her back. I think it would have been, now I, I like Zoe, but I thought that would have been better had she just been gone. Yeah, I think so. But in, like we talked about, this is sort of, um feels like a young adult movie series trying to be set up and usually yeah. you don't just in those kinds of movies you don't discard those characters and sure but... i didn't catch this but I, I read somebody online say that they thought that zoe had a tattoo that resembled the symbols that show up on miles hand later which we, i know we haven't gotten into the ending but okay. they think there might be some future tie-ins with with zoe she's one too Depending on one of she the sides, I guess. She never tried to handle the gun. Right. So maybe. Yes. But don't you think? Where was she at the end? I don't remember. I truthfully don't remember. I don't know where she ended up. Yeah. I mean, because it all goes down in that police station. I have no idea where she's at. It's just at that the point three of time. them that are frozen. Or yeah. I guess the two of them that are frozen and then right. Elijah and Creed. Yeah. Okay. So while we're here, let's just. Let's just you know run through this in like two seconds. So the gist of the story is the older brother gets out of jail, right? I mean, right. Pe- people have seen it at this point, but just so we can set where we're at, gets out of jail, owes James Franco money. They go to steal the money from Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid dies in the process, but so does James Franco's brother. So now there's a vendetta, mm-hmm. and the older brother and the younger brother, just they're headed for Tahoe? Tahoe. Yeah. And James Franco finds this out. We don't care how or why. And they all end up colliding in Tahoe because uh, the the brothers get arrested in a casino and it's shown on TV. So everybody knows where they're at. They all end up in this county jail, right? Right. Were you at all annoyed by the fact that James Franco and his band of merry men, like just 10 street hooligans, I guess, could just overpower a county jail like that? No. And oh man, I was severely that, annoyed by that. No, because I don't think the standard jail, because this isn't a prison, this is just a jail, yeah. is ready for 10 guys that just walk in with guns. Uh, I mean, but there's going to be like locked doors, you know what I mean? Like, Sure, but they, they blew down doors. Well, no, they like they took a saw to one of them. Like you, I did think the bulletproof glass thing was pretty cool. Well, yeah. Cause so, the cop tries so the to cop shooting through the bulletproof glass, but she's all the way in the back of the room. And then he puts his gun through the, yeah. the hole, uh, and shoots her. <laughs> I know. But, but that's like thinking that somebody could walk in to the police department building where we live and just overtake that with, you know, 10 guys. Like, a, I, and, and to be honest, I feel like they could, 
I, I, and but, it does, I guess where I'm going to is James Franco's guys do not seem like they're not heist guys. They're not working for Hans Gruber and know yeah. how to take down <laughs> buildings, right? Like, I mean, just, it, did, it didn't look orchestrated. I mean, they were just spraying bullets everywhere. It just felt a little bit like, okay, come on. They can really take down a whole. It's not that the cops would be like superiorly trained or anything like that. It's just that no matter what, if I think police departments are pretty fortified. I just think if they were ready for it, yes, I would believe oh these guys are outside and they're all ready but they just stormed in and just started killing people and the cops weren't prepared i know it just feels like you know it is at nighttime (laughs) is that a problem when you're indoors yes (laughs) this isn't a t-800 going in and getting (laughs) sarah connor out of there it's james franco's (laughs) scraggly guys so i had a problem with that i thought it was completely unbelievable that they could overpower a a jail I, i wasn't too worried about it in the context of ken but i just you know Movie logic wise, I was like, ugh. And movie logic wise, I had no problem with it whatsoever. Okay. <laughs> so it's all been gearing up, I guess, as that's been happening. You know, we've got the two, we don't know what aliens dressed as bikers, but maybe future people. Yeah. And at that point, once you see them walking around and, and interacting with each other, speaking a different language. Well, uh, it sounded digitized or muffled almost like it was kind of english but like muffled where you couldn't understand because there was a few times where they said something where i thought i could actually make out what they said oh i, I took it as like r2d2 beeping okay. at each other yeah and i'm like okay so these better be humanoid because they're jumping on motorcycles well they're clearly humanoid i mean when you see them walk around they well, got two arms and I mean, two legs I mean, they're, and... they're humanoid but they better be human right is what i'm because i'm like this is a pretty weak alien right. species that yeah <laughs> that, that were coming yeah and so all the while leading up to this jail, they've been tracking everything, right? Because they have the ability to track where the gun's at and whenever, every time whenever, it's fired. Yeah, every time they use the gun. Yeah. yeah. So you have this big colossal meetup at the end of this county jail of, I mean, you don't really care what's happening to the brothers other than, I guess, you just don't want them to die by James Franco's hand, I right. guess. And the police are standing off. And then they finally decide to go sci-fi in the last five minutes of the movie. Right. And right as some gunfire is going down, you know something happens where they throw a, the future people throw like a grenade yeah and it stops time time stop grenade except for uh Any, miles anybody. elijah yeah elijah and the two people can still move about and then we're just kind of thrown all this i guess i'll call it lore right yeah. like yeah. here's why you're special elijah um, you were hidden here as you a were baby. Hidden, yeah, yeah, you were hidden on Earth because there's a war going on somewhere. And, and you're special, so you must be some sort of royalty. Why would I you guess? hide a baby? Yeah. You know. And, uh, you know, we left off the bit. I mean, people that have seen the movie know, but the scar on his hand, you know, he kind of, they, they bring that up at a few different times, but yeah. that's the reason why he can activate the gun is because he's got something in his hand that lets him activate the gun. Yeah, he's the only one that his brother tried and it is yeah. shut the gun shut down on him right. and wouldn't let him. Yeah. So we're just kind of thrown all this backstory of there's a conflict. You were hidden here on earth to be protected and it's going to be your time. And obviously the big reveal in all this is that one of the two future people is Michael B. Jordan. Yep. So nobody saw that coming as no. far as I know. He was an executive producer. But, yeah. But, um, so, I mean, I, I've kind of, do you and, have anything? Not even on earth. It may be another dimension because he just said here. He never said hid you here. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought they said hid on Earth. Uh-uh. Okay. Um, do you? And this is an honest question because I'm not sure I know the answer. Do you feel like you fully understand that lore that was laid out? Like, do you understand who Elijah is or who Michael B. Jordan is or anything? 
in in specificity. Like, I, I guess I get the gist, but no. I mean, they opened their little doorway to their dimension, and they said that uh, that group was coming here to kill Elijah. Yeah, at the beginning, and that's who left the gun. Right know, during that whole fight, so they're protecting him. And um, I mean, other than he's important to whatever sequel they come up with. Yeah, and. Enter the world of Ken. So do we think that Elijah is an alien, or is he a future human, or that, none that's of why the I, above? That, that's why I said another dimension. It okay. looked like the doorway didn't look more like a dimensional doorway, and that's just me watching sci-fi stuff than a space doorway, because I figured they would have gone off in a spaceship if it was space. Yeah. You know, but... And then Michael B. Jordan makes a comment about Elijah being his brother, but... He, call, I didn't, he calls him brother. I don't know if it's literal or figurative. Tune in next week. Right. Yeah. And the other thing I read online, like, uh, is Michael B. Jordan Elijah? Elijah? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I guess... No, no. to answer your question, no, it's not clear in the movie. Okay, and that's yeah. what I just... I had a lot of... I didn't care enough to really, like, try and parse it in my head, but I felt like they threw a lot at you, and it was all just like, uh, okay, I guess, but I'm glad you kind of had the same level of confusion I did because I, I really wasn't quite sure on anything. It again is it looked like a setup for something else, um, because you don't get anything cool beyond they're yeah. they're bulletproof and they can stop time. Yeah, and you don't even and they got a cool gun, but you also don't even really know if they're bulletproof because of what they're wearing or who they are. I mean, mm. you true. So. I I made this comment in in my letterbox review, and, and I'm pretty much I'm sticking with it because I think it's accurate. But it felt like a prequel. You know how like sometimes there'll be these movies where, um, like I'll pick on Star Wars. This doesn't really happen, but like somebody would be like, "Oh, we need the backstory for how Luke got Anakin's lightsaber." So then they make a whole movie just about how he got that lightsaber. Yeah. So basically, this is this is where has Elijah been? Yeah. You know, growing up, or he, where did that he, first gun come from? Yeah. Which right. they don't even explain that. No, it's uh, what? Like, like if they were saying like, it almost seems like the prequel, like this gun kicks off everything that maybe happens this event around the gun. So then yeah. somebody's like, let's make a whole movie dedicated to how Elijah found the gun. Oh. And, okay. Right. As more of you're in the world of Ken. And Elijah shows up with the gun. Right. Yeah. Who's this kid? Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's like, oh, let's do his backstory first. Right. Yeah. yeah, I completely agree. So it's, I feel like the directors like sat in a room and mapped out this whole universe that they have and thought, okay, well, let's tell the story from point A. Like, let's start at the beginning. And I think prequels get kind of trashed these days, but you also have to realize that sometimes prequels are better because you've had the other movies there. So then, you you put the middle movies out first so that you, un, you where, the, build act, up this, where yeah, the action is where yeah. the action is and so you're like oh so then you care like oh i wonder how elijah got this and you can milk the money out of the people and mm-hmm. say okay here we're going to sell you this whole movie on elijah but they led with the boring prequel right like so i don't know what they were thinking nobody wants i mean you only ever want to see the boring prequel if you've cared enough about the franchise you don't want to start with that yeah no i agree i agree I was not encouraged to go see any more of Ken in that universe. Yeah. And the only thing that would encourage us to see it is if they go to this other dimension. And even then. then. And, and, but even, but then, you know, you have cool weapons. You, Do you? you? I mean, all we know is one. 
we know two weapons. Oh well, the time, the time grenade, yeah, and yeah, but you know, you're given nothing. Yeah, 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 just bad. You can tell it's a but jump you, but off you point, get, but, but you get Creed. So I'll go see maybe that. sci-fi Creed. Yeah, <laughs> sci-fi Creed. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's just go into our uh, question. Well, okay, Ooh. now hold on, on the back up a little second. You got more? Do you want to talk about? Yeah. So Valerian, have you seen that? No, I have not seen don't, Valerian. Don't. But made for kids, right? Or at best, teenager. It seems young, like young, young adult. Young, young adult. Yeah. This similar, right? Both movies have strip teases and strip clubs. In them. <laughs> you know, the, the violence. You're, you're aiming for young adults, adolescent boys. <laughs> but it's like, like, who is this movie for when, when you add stuff like Adolescent that? boys. Adolescent boys? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You answered my question. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> All right. So what'd you rate it and why? So I gave it a two and a half, uh, but I'm closer to a three than a two and a half. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's not what I wanted to get from this movie, but I enjoyed it. Um, It was more of a, again, we kind of picked up. I would like the more emotion to it, which would firmly three or three and a half if I really cared about the characters. But um, two and a half seems fair. Uh, Do you have a favorite moment? Yeah, the the end in the jail of... uh, so James Franco putting his gun in the uh, uh, the hole to shoot through the glass. I thought that was cleverly done. <laughs> yeah. um, I liked that Elijah uh, murdered the bad guys. Yeah, I mean it wasn't uh, cold blood. He was trying to protect his brother. But yeah, yes. but he's he's shooting them with the space gun and they're disintegrating. Like, yeah, he, he's killing them. You know, it <laughs> wasn't like a, oh, if it forced pushed them into the wall <laughs> right, or and they're something, knocked out. and they're knocked out. You know, he's disabled them in some way. <laughs> yeah. No, he straight up killed these guys. Yeah. And then the, the last part was when they froze time and then they moved the bullet to James Franco's head. Yeah. And they showed him just getting his head blown off. It's like that it's like didn't expect those things. Right. <laughs> those are kind of cold blooded at the end of this movie. You yeah. Know? And so I like I like that. You want more more of that is what Mo- you're saying. More of that. that <laughs> okay. Not not the last six minutes of the movie. Right. Yeah, that should have been throughout. Agreed. What's one thing you would change? Uh that. That more of it throughout the, the more violence, uh, more the the sci-fi stuff. Okay, throughout the whole movie, the using the gun. I yeah, mean, they showed the gun had three settings, but we only saw two. Well, and you're never really told, or even really shown. Like, cause there's that one scene what's in the trailer. Yeah, he's like, oh, let's keep that on mode one. I was like, I don't really kind of understand what the difference between it, mode it, two and mode one was. It looked like it was it blew the whole hallway apart. It, it did, but they never really showed it clearly. Like they just kept that in the yeah. background. I'm like, well, no, show well, me what it. Well, does. Then, well, then they start walking through all the destruction part of it. But yeah, you're right. They could have done that better. Yeah, but they should have had three modes. The yeah. other one was like a taser. Kind of. I don't know. It was like but some he, little glowing orb yeah, there. <laughs> but they never showed you do it. And right. So, uh, more of that. Gotcha. Theater or couch? Uh, it was a couch movie. And I, yeah, and I wouldn't pay for it. Okay. Popcorn or art house film? This is definitely a popcorn movie. Oscar or Razzie? There are no Oscar performances <laughs> in this movie. Not even so. for your boy Dennis Quaid? Not not even. They didn't give Dennis enough. Gruff. Yeah. I, like, oh, I, I like Gruff Dennis. If they had most outstanding Gruff at the Oscars, <laughs> that would be Dennis. For it. Yes. <laughs> All right. If you liked what movie, then you would like this movie. Uh, I went with. I am number four. Uh, I have not it, seen that. Yeah, you really shouldn't. But it's if <laughs> you like, but, but if you like that one, you'd like Ken. I think it's more of a like you mentioned a, a prequel to something like I am number four, where the kid finds out he's special, has special powers. Uh-huh. Um, this kid has a special gun. Yeah, sure, sure. But uh, he also has a special power because he's one of the few people that can 
His special power is firing the gun. Uh, yes, activating the gun. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. But yeah, that's, I mean, I wouldn't see, I wouldn't see I am number four, but if you like that one, you, you definitely like Ken. Okay. So. That works. Uh, so what was your rating and why? I gave it a two. I just thought it was messy. I mean, I was kind of around two and a half or two. It's just, it's family drama. It's road trip. It's crime thriller. It's heist movie. It's sci-fi. It's young adult origin movie. Like what? Pick one. Like, but, and then what it does in any of them is so average. Like we talked about, there's nothing that really excited me. The only things I found really cool about the movie were anytime that the future alien guys, they're not alien. I guess we know that now, but the future guys use some technology to track down the gun. I thought that was always really cool. Like there's some little triangles they throw down on the ground that produce some holograms or something awesome. Yeah. And I liked the soundtrack. Uh, I think yeah, Mogwai they're... did it. It was very synth heavy, but I, I really liked that. I thought it fit well. They, uh, you mentioned the holograms. Yeah, they threw it down to see what happened there. Yeah. In the strip Which, club. That one was in the trailer. I actually liked the one in the parking garage better, I think, than I liked the dots. Because I'd already seen the dots. There's something that they do to, to help locate the gun in the in the warehouse. Or where the gun had been in the warehouse. I like yeah. that one a little bit better. But yeah, two for me. I, I just, I'm glad it had a short runtime because I was I was done with it even before it got over. But. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't watch it again. It it really felt like it shouldn't have been released in theaters. I think it would have been maybe a little bit received better if it had been just straight to Netflix. It feels Netflix. Netflixy. It, it does. Like it, does. it feels like bright to me. N not in any way like story wise, but just like it's it's There's no orcs in this. No, no, no. <laughs> but like I mean, it's it's of a good quality, I guess. So it's not like low budget bad, but it's just it didn't. It felt over matched in the theater like it's just not going to make any money whereas if you release that on i mean it's better than cloverfield paradox yeah it's not a, a sci-fi channel it's no it's more right. of a yeah you, the netflix yeah original yep yep i agree and uh i think you just mentioned this but your favorite moment yeah it's it's when the future people are using their tech to to find the gun yeah. i was i was liking that because there's no talking it's all the the, the score going on and the, the cool tech and so what would you change i would pick a genre like I said, it, take the sci-fi out if you want. Focus on James Franco terrorizing this poor little family, or go full sci-fi. But don't just don't hedge on it. Well, they didn't do either one of those. They did drama, and so, <laughs> yeah, so right. they did pick. They did pick one. That's and they true. Went, I guess. And they went drama. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, so theater or couch? Definitely couch. And would you pay for it or? No, we said it should be on Netflix. So yeah. wait for it to be on Netflix. Popcorn movie or art house film? Popcorn movie for sure. Oscar or Razzie? Yeah, a, a Razzie. I mean, you have to give this movie a Razzie. There's nothing overly great about it. I mean, it's not terrible, but if I'm picking Razzie. Yeah. And it, yeah. Yeah. And if you liked what, you would like this movie. So I have a couple of comments on this. The first one is <laughs> I will say, if you see this movie and you see the potential in it and you have not seen Midnight Special... I would say go check out Midnight Special. It's it's very much in okay. a same vein. Um, with Zod, with Zod, yes, it, it's very it's a kid with abilities, sci-fi. Uh, the reason I didn't pick that for this is because I like Midnight Special and I don't like this. So it doesn't answer the question. <laughs> it does not answer the question, right? So I went with Power Rangers, and I know that sounds weird, and I know you kind of furrowed your brow when I initially said this, but where I'm going with Power Rangers because clearly there's not like giant Megazords and space bad guys and everything like that but when i watched that i wasn't expecting a good movie and i wasn't really expecting it with ken either but i felt like when you watch power rangers you watch it because you want to see power rangers 
Right. And what you get is all these kids' backstories about where they came came from, who they are, what their family relationships are, and you don't even really care, and they're not done well. And to me, that paralleled Ken very much. There's sci-fi there, but you don't get any of it. Instead, you get this kid's backstory and all his relationships, and it's not done well, and you don't care. So Just use the gun. Yeah, right. Yeah. And just, just like with Power Rangers, just turn into the Power Rangers already. Yeah. Like, don't Be a Power Ranger. Right, exactly. So it sounded weird on the surface, okay. when, but, but that's my justification for it. And honestly, I think I was probably at like two stars on Power Rangers. So again, if you like that, I think you would probably like Ken. The, the biggest glaring difference would be that there's no like... CGI giant battle scenes going on in Ken like there is in Power Rangers. So if that's your thing, then sorry. But yeah, as far as effects go, it was good. Nothing, yeah. nothing like fake. Right. So yeah, man, I there agree. wasn't a lot to affect. Uh, <laughs> that, but but the gun shooting true. is the only thing really yeah. to affect. Yeah. But and even the stoppage of time that was pretty cool. Sure. I mean, it's kind of been it's been done so much lately with a grenade though. Not with a grenade. There you go. Right. Okay. <laughs> it's seeing a resurgence. Bullet time <laughs> seems to be be back now. <laughs> okay. Well, that does it for Ken. As usual, check us out at twoviewsmovies.com. But definitely, if you're liking the show, the one thing you can do to help us out is go to Google Play or go to the iTunes store and subscribe to the podcast so that it downloads every time. And the other big thing that we could help use help with is rating. So rate us on those stores. Uh, even better, if you rate us, leave us a comment. So trying to get word going, trying to get the podcast going, that's the one thing you can do to help us out. It'd be huge. So other than that, we definitely appreciate it. We'll catch you next time.